Welcome to a Veterans Podcast, powered by Wisconsin Veterans Network, the show where we hear unique, inspiring stories from veterans all over. Veterans who've transitioned, who've overcome obstacles, and even those still struggling. We will learn all veterans have a unique story, ones filled with pain and triumphs, and we will learn no veteran is alone, no matter the path they took. We share their stories to help motivate and inspire the world, to help understand what it means to be a veteran, and most of all, we share to give them a voice amongst the noise. You can find us at aveteranspodcast.com to learn more and how you can be a part of the show. Welcome back to a Veterans Podcast, everybody. It's great to have you here. We're a, a few weeks into the new year, 2021. I'm claiming it. It's going to be a good year. I'm looking forward to uh, what this year brings, um, whatever it may be. Like, I would say bring it on, but then I feel like I'm asking for trouble. So, you know, I'm just casually walking into this. Like, hmm, I will not touch or break anything and hope for the best. I hope that all of you listening are um, having... A good start to your new year, and if you're not, I'm glad you're here. Hopefully you can find some support in a veterans podcast and um, just find some encouragement with us. Um, it's always exciting to record a new episode, and today we have Sergeant Greg Fisher, who was in the Marine Corps. He served from 2002 to 2006. And he's a Wisconsin native, um, so I'm excited for him to tell his story today. And I'm just excited to have a different perspective. You know, they say once a Marine, always a Marine. So, um, you know, I'll try to keep the crayon jokes to a minimum, but I'm really excited to have him on today. And uh, let's get to it. I'm going to give him a call. Good morning, this is Greg. Hi, Greg. This is Kelsey. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Welcome to a Veterans Podcast. We are excited to have you on today. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I briefly introduced you just um, by what branch you served in and what years you served before I got you on the phone. So um if you want to just start with why you joined the military and any specific reason why you joined the Marine Corps. Um, yeah, sure. Um, so I, uh, I was in high school this year. I'm in high school and uh, September 11th happened. Um, and I had uh, already kind of reached out to the centers of service. Maybe before, and uh, was all, contemplating what my future would be after I graduated high school in 2002. Uh, so I, I decided that, uh, you know, after September 11th, that that kind of solidified my path. And, um, you know, I graduated in June of, of 2002. And I decided to join the Marine Corps because I had a pretty good relationship with the Marine Corps recruiter. Um, we got along pretty well. Um, I appreciated his kind of straight talk to me. Um, he didn't really try and sugarcoat anything. He, he, he told me it'd be uh, a challenge and uh, that after uh, 9-11 and things were going on in Afghanistan, that the, the chances of 
um, you know, deployments were pretty high uh, to a combat area. So um, after, you know, talking with my parents and other people that were close to me, I decided that it was probably the best choice for me at that point to, um, you know, join the Marine Corps. Cool. Well, you answered my second question. Um, I always ask people, especially like post 9-11 vets, I always ask um, where you were on September 11th and how that impacted your career. But you kind of, that was your driving force. So that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, so we're going to jump through your whole career and it, all of its glory. You deployed three times, right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Um, I, I served uh, in 2002 and made three deployments in that time. Okay. Okay, cool. So when you were getting ready to get out in 2006, were you planning on getting out? Was it your choice? Were you forced out? Well, um, you know, I, I'd gone into the Marine Corps um, with anticipation of maybe trying to make a career out of it. Um, but as you can imagine, you know, doing three combat deployments uh, uh, within a four-year span, um, it kind of took its toll on my body um, and my family. So, you know, aside from, you know, re-enlisting into the Marine Corps, decided that I'd press my luck uh, enough and that it was time to get out, move on to something else. Okay. Did you do anything to prepare for your transition out of the military or did you just kind of like, oh, I got this, I'm going to get out and I'll figure it out then? Um, uh, a little bit of, kind of I guess. Um, so I'd always, always been kind of a, a prudent saver. So during my time in the military, um, I didn't spend, you know, what I was making. So I was, I was putting away quite a bit of money, um, because I had that ability to do that. Um, so that helped prepare me a little bit so that I had some cushion um, to get out and not have to worry about finding what. Um, but at the same time, I had family back here that was advocating for me, um, you know, sending me job postings, uh, sending me ideas of things to do once I get out. Because um, I was actually um, in Iraq uh, a few months prior to my uh, me getting out. So I only had maybe a few weeks back in the States before my actual discharge um, from active duty. So I didn't have too much time um, to air for what I was going to come home to, uh, but I did have some cushion and some ideas of what I wanted to do. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that close from when you came back from deployment. Were you able to do like in the Navy, because I was in the Navy, they have like a transition class or like TAP class. Were you able to do something mm -hmm. like that before you got out? Yeah, so that was mandatory, um, so I did have to go through that course, but I mean, they got me in that way, um, and I went through that that uh, that class, um, but I wouldn't say that, you know, that was anything that was earth-shattering um, that, <laughs> that's that a, helped me kind of prepare. <laughs> that's a pretty um, common you know, theme, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, they give you a book, and um, like, hey, here's a book on um, how to you know, translate resumes, and then you know, here are some military-friendly um, organizations. Um, you know, part of my transition, I did actually work for one of those organizations that was kind of advertising in that book, um, which uh, I found out quickly that uh, a lot of organizations say that they're military-friendly, but then once they get you in the door, they kind of forget about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's um, we've heard that too with some some I won't say all, but some like corporate. Mm -hmm 
organizations and stuff want to hire military, but then you get hired and it's not as great as they claimed it was in the beginning. Yeah, they're they're always excited to get you in for the interview, uh, but then when it comes to actual job duties and pay, um, you kind of find yourself at the bottom again. Yeah, for sure. So um, you didn't have a whole lot of time to plan for your transition, but um, what do you think were some of the biggest um, mistakes that you made while you were transitioning out or like when you first got out? Yeah, biggest mistakes, uh, I guess I would say, uh, again, not really having a clear plan of action, you know, getting out. Um, I knew I was coming back home to Wisconsin. Um, I knew that I wanted to go to school somewhere and use my GI Bill, um, both state um, but didn't do enough, I guess, planning up front to really um, find out kind of what I wanted to do. I kind of just jumped into a few different areas um, to, to figure it out on the fly. Um, I would have maybe been a little bit more strategic in um, seeing what was all available to me and maybe test some other things out before I jumped into schooling um, and um, going down a um, uh, path that, you know, might have, you know, might have been suited for something better. Mm-hmm. And what did you go to school for? Yeah, so I initially got out and um, I got my EMP license and my fire science um, or fire certificate, I think the first one. Um, and I was doing some volunteer work there. Uh, quickly found out that that wasn't what I wanted to do in the long run. Um, but then I, I went and uh, started my undergrad degree um, in uh, business management and finance. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. And did you use your degree after you finished? I did, yeah. I actually found my way into the um, financial services industry college. Awesome. Well, we'll get into that shortly here. What are some um, positives that you made during your transition? Yeah, like I said, I had some money saved up, so I wasn't uh, necessarily hurting. Um, I didn't have to exactly take the first job that might have been offered, um, even if I might have done that anyways. Um, so I, I started working um, right away when I got back. Um, I started looking at other organizations and colleges, uh, too. Again, I wanted to utilize my GI Bill. I didn't want to take too much time off. Um, I wanted to get back in it. Um, so I felt that was helpful that I had, you know, at least some vision of myself later on down the road of what I wanted to do. And, you know, part of that was going to school and getting my degree. Um, and also, you know, I had played sports growing up. Um, so one thing that I think really helped with my transition back home into the civilian world was, you know, having another team around me. So I started sports again. I started being on team sports um, and, you know, in the Marine Corps or any, you know, military um, like whatever services, whatever branch you serve in, mm-hmm. you know, you're always part of a team. You always have people around you. And, you know, a lot of uh, the veterans, they get out and they lose that. You know, they come back. Uh, they don't really have that camaraderie anymore. Um, so playing in team sports, you know, finding another activity for me really helped me with that transition. Um, so I think that's probably one of the biggest things looking back that uh, I'm glad I did. And I highly encourage other you know, veterans or people getting out of the service to, you know, find another thing to do that surrounds you with other like-minded people. Yeah, that's, that's good. I think that's the first time I've heard that as like a, something to turn to, but it, obviously it makes sense that team mentality and that team aspect 
is definitely something I think a majority of veterans miss when they get out of the service. Yeah, and, and it forces you to kind of put yourselves in social positions again. So, you know, you, you get out, you get to meet new people, um, you get to, again, make new friends, uh, like-minded people, you know, doing the same things. Uh, so it kind of forces you to kind of come out where I know a lot of veterans kind of just go back and uh, want to self-isolate a little bit, which I think can be a detriment to a lot of, um, you know, their progress once they get out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, where did you play sports? Was it like a rec league, bar league, like school? Yeah, so it was in college. So actually, when I uh, got a grad degree um, at the University of Wisconsin Parkside, uh, I walked on to the uh, men's soccer team there. Uh, and the, the coach were great. They, they knew I'd played in the past, but I hadn't played in a long time. Uh, so they allowed me to kind of try out and walk on and, and get my feet back under, underneath me. Um, and the team was very supportive. Um, they, had knew, they had known that I'd served overseas, but they, I don't think the depth of mm-hmm. you know, my experiences. So they they kind of rallied around me a little bit and it helped me get back up to, you know, kind of at least being serviceable a player, uh, not necessarily you know, <laughs> as good as I once was, but, um, you know, being a part of the team and, and, you know, at least contributing in some ways. That's cool. I went to uh, UW Parkside as well, so... Um, oh, nice. When, uh, uh, what years were you there? Um, I just graduated. So I went okay. 2016, I think, to 20. Okay. So, um, yeah, it was, you know, proud ranger, right? I think that's what they call us. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool, though. So yeah. I have to ask you, because Parkside's, like, unique um, for our listeners who don't know. It's a much smaller college, it's still university, mm-hmm. uh, state school, but it's much smaller, smaller class sizes and things like that. Did you find your transition out of the military and into college difficult? I know you were younger, so that might have helped. Mm-hmm. But I know like when yeah. I got out and went to college and I was sitting amongst a bunch of 18-year-olds, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is not great. <laughs> Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it was a challenge. I was, I was, I was still pretty motivated. Like I, I knew that I wanted to get my degree and move on. I didn't want to spend like four or five years, six years at at the university. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very motivated to get in, do well, and then move on to the next phase of my life. Um, yeah, it can be frustrating, you know, when you even myself being you know 22 and 23 um, with a whole lifetime of experience that some of these you know 18, 19 year olds never had. Uh, it can be challenging to you know work on group projects when maybe they're not as motivated <laughs> as you are. Um, yeah, you can show up to class, you know, when they're wearing their pajamas and you're kind of already you know dressed and ready to go for the day. Um, so you know that those pieces can be frustrating, um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, again, it kind of helps put things in perspectives. Like you know, you have things you want to move on and you're looking forward to. It's not there yet, so maybe you can help them. Um, you know find what they're looking for, give them some uh, perspective that um, they might not have had because they have that opportunity to go and serve the country or go overseas. That's a, that's a much more positive way to look at it. I, I can't tell you that I was as positive, but I think, <laughs> I think that's because like the first week I was in school, um, a student, a young student came up to me and asked if I would buy them alcohol for their party that weekend. And I was like, okay. oh, man, I'm officially the old lady in class. This is awful. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I mean, I've been there too, so. <laughs> I, of course, did not do it because I'm a rule follower, but it was yeah. put out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and, I, and I will say, um, just a plug for UW Parkside, for those that might not have, have been there or visited there, I don't know about your experience, but for me, uh, the Veterans Service Office that's on campus there was extremely helpful for me. Um, so she helped navigate a lot of the benefits um, uh, help getting my, my paperwork and my forms in on time and, and understanding what I need to fill out. So from that perspective, I felt like being at a smaller campus, a smaller university, um, there was a little bit more one-on-one attention um, that helped me, again, with my transition to that next kind of phase of my life um, that maybe if you go to a larger school, you might not have. Yeah, I agree. I think that helped. And And I don't know if they had it when you were there, but there was a veterans organization on campus that it was called mm-hmm. vets veterans evolving to scholars or something like that. Um, oh, well, no, I don't and, think that was there when I was there. So it was like, they gave us a really small room um, and all mm-hmm. these like old crusty vets hanging out in there <laughs> talking about, well, <laughs> I remember when I was in and, <laughs> but it was really helpful yeah. um, for somebody like me at least who, I did 10 years, so when I got out, it was like complete culture shock because now I'm, okay. you know, much older and um, didn't have any adult life outside of the military yet. So um, it was okay. nice to have, like, those people you could reach out to and talk to who understood what you did before you came to college. So Yeah, um, I know those, um, those rooms. I know other campuses have those now. Uh, yeah, I didn't have that when I was going through, um, but I'm glad that they're starting to, rec- uh, you know, having that uh, space available for veterans to uh, connect with other people that have been through similar experiences is, is a good thing to to have on campus. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So um, let's talk about kind of where you're at now. So you you sure. went to college, graduated, um, and now what are you doing? Yeah, I, uh, I graduated in 2010 and then I went into the financial services industry. Um, I worked for a large uh, investment in insurance here in the Milwaukee area for 10 years. So uh, August of 2020, um, I was doing a number of different things at that, that organization um, from like selling insurance and investments to um, leading teams uh, being, and then ultimately um, le- leadership development where I was helping uh, develop uh, programs and events and tools for leaders to develop their teams. Um, and in August of 2020, I decided that it was time to move on in a different passion of mine. Um, so I left uh, I left the corporate world behind and started my own business, uh, Burn Pit BBQ. Um, so it's a it's a barbecue business. Uh, now we don't have a restaurant or anything like that, but we sell rubs and sauces, and we provide content and blogs and stuff like that about grilling and barbecuing. Um, so that's doing currently. Oh, that's pretty cool. I don't, I don't know much about barbecuing. I'm not going to tell you how I barbecue because you'd be like, probably like have a no, small stroke. That's, um. yeah, <laughs> that's why we started. I mean, that's why we started because it's kind of like um, time to go back and say, okay, what were some of the things that we learned along, you know, uh, our barbecuing and journey that we wish we would have known when we started, mm-hmm. and for for me. Like grilling has always kind of been like a therapy. Um, 
other people have, um, you know, fitness or arts or music, mm-hmm. you know, grilling was kind of the outlet for me um, to maybe work through some of those things I experienced in the service. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been doing it for like a decade and just wanted to go all in and, and take this thing. So, um, yeah, we have, you know, rubs and uh, spices and sauces, but we also have content that if you're just starting uh, to, do, to do grilling and barbecuing, some tips and recipes and how to do it. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah, I I choose to bake, and my family is grateful yeah. that I bake to relieve stress. Yeah. But, but you know, yeah, it's it's a thing. Um, so yeah, that's So, was it easy to start up your business? Was it difficult? Like as a veteran, I don't know. Kind of give us that background on it. Cause yeah. I know there's a lot of veterans who are like, Oh, I just want to start my own business and I want to do this, this, and this, like, do you have any tips or tricks or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, it was a little bit more challenging because I have so married and I have three kids um, and I was the primary breadwinner. So, um, you know, it's obviously having those honest conversations with my spouse that, you know, kind of at the end of my road here in this corporate journey, um, I'm not being as fulfilled as I thought I wanted. You know, I have nothing else I wanted to aspire to here. Um, and I know, I know I'm never going to pursue this thing fully if I stay at this position. So, you know, having those open conversations, if you have a spouse or significant, significant other helps to make sure that there's alignment there. Um, mm-hmm. Challenges I, I face kind of um, as I navigate out of the corporate environment into my own uh, was that, of course, healthcare. Um, I had um, somebody that was there to help me um, along the way to navigate that. So um, I definitely say find somebody that's knowledgeable if you need it. Um, navigate through the healthcare space. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure family and loved ones are protected. And then the other things that helped me were, um, you know, the state of Wisconsin has a lot of great resources uh, for veterans who want to start their own businesses or are in business for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Veterans Business Outreach Center, uh, VBOC, uh, here locally. Uh, Mr. Dan Newberry um, helped me tre- tremendously with, um, you know, creating a business plan uh, and just bouncing ideas. Okay, this is what I'm thinking. This is the avenue I want to go down. Uh, so there are grants and things available to those people that might be interested uh, specifically. Um, so those are the things that helped and some of the challenges I faced. And obviously, when you start your own business, you know, Income can be sparse, so you know making sure that you have your finances in place, that you have enough to cover um, your your needs. Um, those are things that would help me in, in my transition, and I'm still going through it. And so mm-hmm. uh, it, it helped me where I felt like I didn't need to rush through things. I can take my time and think the right way. That's that's awesome. Um, where or how would somebody find the VBOC that you speak of? Um, for our listeners yeah, who are so, like, oh, that's what I can do? Yeah, let me um, pull it up right now. But uh, the gentleman that helped me, was, his name is Daniel Newberry. Um, and you can just type in VBOC, Wisconsin, and it'll come up oh, okay. uh, in Google. Uh, so it's the Veterans Business Outreach Center. And um, the ones that uh, here locally in like kind of our area, they serve Wisconsin, Illinois, and Minnesota. Oh, cool. Um, and they're part of the the Small Business Association of Veterans Business Out- Outreach Center. So it's, a, it's kind of a national thing, but we have local representatives here um, that help with a lot of that stuff. And they're doing great things for 
owned businesses here in the state. So I, I definitely recommend reaching out to them, finding them, um, and just, uh, you know, getting the resources that they have to help you get up and started. That's awesome. Um, that's a really good resource. And, um, I'm excited to share that with our listeners. I think, you know, we all have big dreams when we get out of the military, yeah. I think. And sometimes you just don't know where to go with that dream. So you don't follow it. So I think that that's yeah. a, a great resource for people who are looking to start their own business, whatever it may be, um, just to have somebody they can sit down with and really learn the ins and outs of it is so important. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's taken me a decade to get to this point. So, yeah, I mean, if, if any of your listeners reach out and they have questions, you know, you can feel free to point them in my direction. I'd be happy to to, to talk with anybody about my journey, like in that aspect and uh, other resources that might be available um, that I know of. Yeah, for sure. I, I'll definitely do that. Um, are there any resources that you found helpful beyond like creating your small business? So any transitional resources or even now 10 years out looking back on things that you didn't know them, but know now? Yeah, there's there's a lot of great organizations and resources available in, in Wisconsin. Um, you know, I've I've had the opportunity to work closely with a number of them. Um, uh, Lift for the 22. Um, it provides it helps provide. Um, let's see, uh, gym memberships to um, veterans and first responders. Um, mm-hmm. Again, as a way to kind of help with some of that coping of maybe some of the stressors that they've been through. Um, the Veterans uh, Wisconsin Veterans Chamber of Commerce is another one um, that has a lot of resources available to uh, returning service members and veterans, and then also businesses that want to serve those um, serve those communities. So mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to be a veteran um, to be part of the chamber. Um, they have a lot of resources for kind of how to attract and retain veterans and uh, military employees. Um, so that's another resource uh, I'm familiar with and have worked with in the past. Okay. Um, other than that, I'm just the, the other local, um, you know, counties, uh, veteran service officers that are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones that can help you maybe navigate some more resources and benefits that you might be entitled to as being a veteran in the state. Um, and then also, like, obviously, that the, the VA representatives that might be able to help you with health care and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Well, thank you for that. Um, I guess our our final question um, and I just like to throw this out there because I know sometimes um, people joining the military listen to like military podcasts and things like that because they want to know the full spectrum of what they're getting themselves into. Um, so what piece of advice would you give somebody that's joining the military? Um, we'll start mm-hmm. with that question first. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit different for me because my motivation was, you know, Everything was pointing that we were going to go, you know, to war, combat. So I know we're kind of past that point now um, where I would say that if you're going to be joining the military, um, any branch, you know, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Um, Make sure you're doing it to, you know, I know there's a lot of benefits that come with it, like, you know, college and healthcare eventually and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, make sure that, you know, the first and foremost that you have, um, you know, the country in mind when you you sign those papers, you take that oath. Um, regardless, you know, regardless of what side of the aisle or, or what your politics or beliefs are, you know, I think that's first and foremost, make, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then second, then um, really take advantage of everything that offer. You know, once you get in and, and hopefully you make it your basic and your whether you're active duty or whether you're uh, reservist, you know, take advantage of all those opportunities that might come your way as being a part of, of the military uh, because you are a part of that kind of 1% that, that's chosen to serve their country. Uh, not everybody can. So, um, mm-hmm. Don't be afraid or don't be shy to take advantage of those benefits and some of those perks that might come with it. Um, those would be some of the things I would say. That's, that's great. That's great advice. <laughs> um, and then lastly, what uh, advice would you give somebody who is thinking about getting out of the military? Um, kind of what would you say to them? Yeah, somebody getting out of the military, say, um, if you know you're getting out, that you decide that you know that you're going to be leaving, uh, start planning, start saving, um, have a cushion for when you get back home, um, have have an idea of what you want to do. Um, don't, you know, don't go the route of couch surfing. You know, don't uh, spend too much time thinking about what you want to do next. You know, start taking action. Um, and also, you know, don't wait for somebody to come tap you on the shoulder. Um, nobody's going to come and say, hey, thanks for serving in the military. Here's a list of everything that's available to you. Um, there's a lot of great organizations out there that will help you and assist you, but you have to go search for them and you have to find them. Um, so don't wait for somebody to give you a, a golden platter of things that are available to you. <laughs> yeah. You have to go out and you have to search for that stuff. Um, otherwise, uh, you're going to end up in a bad spot and um, you're, got, you're not going to know what's out there. That's that's fair. That's very fair. Uh, that's good information, and I think um, a lot of people should take that to heart. A lot of our listeners, I think that's um, couch surfing is a, a favorite veteran pastime uh, when <laughs> when you have no idea what you want to do or yeah. how you're going to do it. So um, I appreciate that for sure. Yeah, and I, and if I could, just one last thing that yeah. is like don't don't go alone. Don't do it alone. There's a lot of people that have similar experiences, you know, good and bad about transitioning. Um, you know, find people that you can uh, connect with or relate to. Um, you know, you don't have to do it alone. Um, there are people, there are resources available that can help and assist. So, you know, find those people um, and and lean on them when you need it. That's awesome. So I'm going to give you a, a little, a little two-minute opportunity to kind of um, – talk about like your burn pit BBQ and where people can find you on social media or um, what your website is, things like that. So if they're interested in learning more about barbecuing so that they're not just applying barbecue sauce to cooked meat, then (laughs) (laughs) so this is your chance. Okay. Yeah, no, I I appreciate the the chance to speak today and share a little bit about my, my story. Um, yeah, so you can find Burn Pit BBQ. Uh, we have a website, we uh, burnpitbbq.com. Uh, we're on social media, so uh, Facebook is just Burn Pit BBQ. Uh, Burn Pit BBQ Guys. Um, so you can find and you can engage with us there. Uh, we're constantly sharing um, tips and recipes and just having a little fun too. Um, and then obviously our products and our blog and things like that are on our website uh, where you can go and, and you know, check us out there. You know, our products are all natural. Um, so there's no fillers, there's no additives, no GMO, no gluten. Um, everything's bottled here in the state of Wisconsin. Um, so we like to keep everything local. 
Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit more about what we do, and you know, we're looking forward to seeing where we can take this thing, and hopefully, we can help people make some good food. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we appreciate you kind of telling your story and sharing those resources because I think a lot of veterans are really going to benefit from that. So, um, thank you so much for coming today. Yeah, no, thank you. It was my pleasure. Yeah, have a great day. All right, thank you, Kelsey. Well, that was awesome. Um, I'm excited that he shared about uh, the VBOC and just starting your own small business. I know a lot of veterans really get into that. Um, and so that's a really great resource. And I just want to remind you that today's show is sponsored by Wisconsin Veterans Network, an established Wisconsin nonprofit ran by veterans for veterans. Their mission is to provide guidance and support for all veterans, whether guard, reserve, active, or even a bad discharge, looking for any kind of assistance in the state of Wisconsin. If you are a Wisconsin veteran looking for an answer, whether a simple question about benefits or are currently homeless, give them a call today. You can find out more information about them at wisvetsnet.org or at aveteranspodcast.com. Thank you for listening to our show today. And, you know, download a few extra episodes um, when you get a chance. And until next time.